This is Wednesday, February 2nd. We're continuing our study we've called The Question from the book of Ecclesiastes. Have you ever noticed how life seems to be speeding up? It's not just a notion, it's a reality. For example, some McDonald's are promising lunch in 90 seconds or it's free. Now the average doctor's visit lasts about just eight minutes. Politicians currently take an average of 8.2 seconds to answer a question posed in public, regardless of the complexity of the topic. A popular all-you-can-eat buffet in Tokyo charges by the minute, not by the amount or the meal you select. The faster you eat, the cheaper it is. I guess you could call that a new definition of fast food. And developers are now beginning to plan the heights of their buildings based on how many seconds people will wait on an elevator. That time is less than 40 seconds. Most people get antsy after 15 seconds. And yes, the elevator companies are rising to the challenge of making speedier elevators, doors that close faster, and cutting wait times all around. In Florida, Texas, and California, there are now drive through funeral parlors. The body is behind a glass screen for you to drive past, and that way you can view the body, pay your respects without getting out of your car. And in New Jersey, you will even find a church which offers a fast-track prayer service with a speeded-up sermon, quick worship song, and a rapid prayer. It aims to be completed in 22 minutes or less. <laughs> Why is all this happening? We're moving faster and faster as if we're hungry for time. And it is true that time is, an unlim- is a limited resource for us. Our lives are bound between our birth and death, and the time we lose along the way we can never recover. Now, as the teacher thinks about time, we've learned he's not optimistic. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. That's Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 to 4. Now, if we consider the teacher's approach to time, we can see how it's frustrating for him. The times and seasons are passing, but nothing appears to change. There's no progress to speak of. And as we saw on Sunday, our teacher points this out from the beginning. The sun rises and sets, and it rises again. The tide comes in and goes out, and the process is repeated over and over again with amazing efficiency. I remember spending time in Alaska a few years ago. I learned that many Alaskans practically live by the tide tables. The tides are extreme and in some areas rising and falling as much as 20 feet. Life on the water is dictated by these tides. And the tide tables are accurate for years because the rotation of the earth and moon can be calculated years and years into the future. Our teacher knows the way our world works, and this doesn't give him hope or a sense of purpose, because time makes no notice of him. 
The tides are moving, the sun is rising or falling, no matter what we do or where we are. And this was happening before we were born, and will continue long after we're gone. So we might say, well, what is the good news? Where is that? Well, first, it is good news that our world is ordered and not chaotic. God is the God of order and has set the times and places for all things. God is sovereign. He knows all things and he has all power. There's a purpose in it all. On Sunday, we looked at the structure of this little section of text. It's laid out with 14 pairs of words, giving it a symmetry and order that communicates what the teacher is trying to tell us about the way the Lord has ordered our world. In Hebrew, that number seven is perfection and completion. And here it's doubled up to send us a message. This is something we desperately need to know. We need to know that we're not careening through a universe of chaos, unguided and without a destination. We need to know our world and our times have been planned by our gracious and loving God. I love the way the prophet Isaiah speaks of God's mighty power. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25 to 26. Yes, these cycles of time point us to our creator, the one that ordered it and created the seasons. And it is this rhythm that makes life in our world possible. We can trust that the seasons will faithfully come and go because God is faithful and he's guiding our world. There's so much we can see that our teacher just could not see because now Jesus has come. We know that God has a purpose in our world. We know that the enemy that our teacher sees, death, is conquered by Jesus, giving us a living hope. All our efforts to make life go faster from elevators to fast foods are losing propositions, but our frustration with time is met by God's purposes in Christ, and we can rest in that. Let's pray. God of all grace, we have a quarrel with time. There never seems to be enough of it for us, yet we often fail to make the best use of it. We look to you by faith to tame the chaos of the universe. We ask that you do the same thing in us, for your glory and our good. Amen.